This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and I'm so glad to be able to be here with you guys today, and uh, so good to have uh, Jason with me again this week, and um, man, Jason, what's been going on, man? It's been uh, like two weeks, I think, since we since we last met. Uh, you be doing all right? Yeah. yeah, just life, man. Yeah? Yeah. Preaching. Uh, did, did you do your revival down in Kentucky already? Uh, I was going to go, and and uh i had to postpone it so i'm that that's in november okay okay it's not like the same week that you're supposed to come here huh not the same week but the week after oh okay okay i was just making sure because i mean you know anyways that's uh that's crazy um anything else been going on just church stuff family all that doing work work around the house church stuff you know i i saw something the other day that i i didn't know that you had the talent to do this but you became paul bunyan it looks like dropped a tree yeah Uh, i saw you you chainsaw a tree down and this wasn't like a small tree this was a pretty big tree that you cut down yeah i put it right where i wanted it too do you did you know what you were doing or was it like Uh, i uh, all right i told my wife i did yeah, but if I'm completely honest, I was not a hundred percent sure that that thing was not going to fall on my house. I was going to say, did you, did you research it? Like, okay, no, you know, like everybody, you know, like everybody does, they'll do like they'll go to YouTube and they'll watch a video like how to how to change oil or how to. No, how someone to told it. me just notch it where you want it to fall, so I did that and uh, it worked. So yeah, uh, Paul Bunyan Cole, that's it. Right. That was pretty cool, man. I, I got to give you some props. I, I didn't think you had it in you. I didn't. Yeah. yeah was, well, you made it look, you made it look good. Anyways, you made it the look work cool. came after it fell down. Yeah. Did you Bring like, take, did you take your shirt off after you did it? And like flex <laughs> the, the, na- the neighbors would have gotten sick. No. <laughs> Dude. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm hey, glad. but you couldn't see in the video. Our neighbor was out mowing his lawn and uh, the kids said that when that, tree fell you know it's kind of loud he jumped out almost off his mower <laughs> is he so, an older guy yeah <laughs> wow man you could have like sent him to the hospital or something man. wonderful guy yeah you didn't tell him but in advance like hey i'm cutting this massive tree down no oh. i didn't tell him i surprised him. <laughs> none of his business i guess right <laughs> that's right i guess not <laughs> hey man i you know this is really crazy this last week i um I ate at this uh, this restaurant in Tennessee. It was called Sam's Gyros, which that's how you pronounce it, by the way. I, I always say like gyro or gyro. Some people say euros like it's a gyro place. It was called Sam's Kebabs and Gyros. And let me tell you, man, it was incredible. It was like this place, man, like I had lamb um okay. at this point, I've had man, lamb. it was really good man i think i could probably if if they had one close better be than permanti um i mean they weren't they weren't you can't compare them because they're two different things all right my my plan is to hit up permanti brothers in um in april when i'm up that way so you think you get covey to take yeah. me over to yeah he'll take you to permanti 
that's a Pittsburgh thing, right? That's yeah. the thing in Pittsburgh, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I had this, I had these uh, lamb euros and they were um, really, really, really good. I also had a lot of really good coffee. I spent this last weekend down in Nashville, Tennessee and man, what a, what a, I could uh, gain a lot of weight living there for sure. So a lot of good places to eat and a lot of good coffee down in Nashville. So, and all the fall drinks are out. So I'm this, I am that guy, you know, that Jason, you knew that like I'm, yeah. I'm pumpkin, I'm pumpkin everything. So give me that's the pumpkin that's drinks that's and uh, they're all out now. So fall drinks are out yeah. just about everywhere. So that's the girliest thing I've ever heard, man. It's only, it's only as girly as you make it. Right. I mean, that sounds like a, a liberal for you. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make myself drink something I don't like. Like I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. We're gonna. We're just. We're just gonna agree to disagree on this one. All right, we will. Uh, <laughs> hey, our guest today uh, is a good friend of ours, um, who preaches at Kent Christian Church, and and look, this is this area that he is at is my is close to my stomping grounds, and and even to this, I'm gonna ask him here in just a second, but. Uh, he preaches there. His name is Brian Schultz and Brian, um, you got to tell me here before I, before I kind of finish this introduction with you, you got to tell me, is it Kent, Indiana, or is it considered Madison, Indiana? I, I know Kent is an actual town, but uh, the answer to that is yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's, we have, we have a Madison address, but it's within the township of Kent. So, okay. Either one works, I guess. We tell people Madison because they identify yeah. with that with the area, and uh, that seems to work. Man, it's awesome. Well, it's so good that you were able to join us today. Uh, hey, hey, Brian, I've been all over, all over, I've been all over the world, and I've been in London yeah. and had fish and chips in London. But yeah. the best fish and chips I ever had yeah. was in Madison. Red on Maine. Red on Maine. That was no joke. The place is legit. We go there. We go there all the time. Uh, they have. Yeah, it's a great I would place. Never get it's anything but their fish and chips. It was incredible. Yeah, I uh, I'm uh, not so much a whitefish guy. I love like shellfish seafood and they've got like um, uh, shrimp and grits. But my favorite is they have a Kentucky hot brown that they ah. have there. And I can't I cannot get away from it. And uh, so we end up down there pretty often um wife and daughter they love it and yeah it's a great place i like great that chinese though. place too like a couple doors down oh yeah yeah hong kong kitchen that's my favorite too yeah you can't go wrong with either one of those yeah i hear you actually we went to hinkle's last night there you go I'm sorry there you go <laughs> yeah hinkle's, yeah uh, <laughs> I've been hinkle's, to hinkle's is a place that you you have to experience if you've never experienced it yeah, uh, you know, but but it's but, you know it's it's Hinkles. It is what it is, but it's, it's cool. The quintessential place. greasy spoons, what it is. Yeah, Hinkles. Yeah. There used to be a lot of really good um, places downtown. Some of them went like downtown. Are used to be really good, and it's kind of. Eh. I mean, maybe maybe it's I don't changed. know. It's been a while since I've been there. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. the same. Um, and I really want. I haven't tried the. Uh, used to be called Shooters uh there and uh, yes. now it's something else i don't know what it pizza is. uncommon is it good it's really good pizza yeah okay yeah, it's worth a try well but if you're coming to madison the best pizza is a place called bebop's okay so 
I almost went there one time yeah. and it's like a house. Is it not like somebody's yeah, house? Yeah, it's an old bicycle shop <laughs> there on, uh, yeah, just there on Lanier Drive. And uh, the guy, Scott Kerner, used to run the um, the uh, shrimp house downtown, Kilo yeah. Shrimp House. Yeah. So if you've ever been in there, you know him. Well, he uh, he sold the shrimp house and then uh, opened up the pizza place. And it, he went to New York and trained for like a couple of years. Okay. And then imported this massive oven. Man, it's uh, it's the best, dude. You've sold me because next time yep. I'm gonna tell my wife, Bebop's it is. It is. I promise you, you'll love it. Um, every time I'm in Madison, it seems like I run into Brian at the coffee shop, yep. uh, Haas's Haas's coffee shop. Man, that place is that place is. We like. I've that. been there, except except I didn't think that's how you said it. Oh. I was a little worried. <laughs> Okay, so, you're so not he, the first one. You're not the first one. So, so the guy that owns it is his. I his giggled the whole time. His name's mm -hmm. Hostetter, man. So that's why they call it Hosses. All right, it's so. a Christian-owned place. Come on, Jason. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, we actually look. have our we actually have our Monday morning meeting there. Uh, uh, follow up from the previous week and get it, get our week off to start. So we start down there so we can, uh, be visible in the community and it's a good place to meet good coffee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm all about it. Hey, so let's go back just a little bit because, you know, I know you're preaching at Kent now. How, how long have you been preaching at Kent for? Well, uh, I've actually been here a total of, uh, since 2005. So uh, my math tells me that's about 17 years. Yeah. So I started out as a youth minister and associate, and I think it was uh, August of 2016 when I started preaching, when I took over the interim role, and then it was made official around December, January, and then uh, been going with that ever since. Okay. So all together here, yeah, 17 years. Wow. So so let's go back just a little bit before, even before you ended up at Kent. Um where where are you where are you from and how did you get to where you are today I mean, how did you did you did, was ministry always on your mind as a kid well actually uh yeah we grew up in uh floyd's knobs indiana so i went yeah. to floyd central yeah uh graduated from floyd central and um we uh, attended a small denominational church down in new albany my family grandparents Mom and dad, my brothers, we were there every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night. Uh, we had youth stuff, our youth minister had stuff every Friday night. I was super involved. And uh, we would go to our youth minister. First one we had, he was from West Virginia, and his stomping grounds was all in that area. West Virginia, um, down into uh, uh, Western North Carolina, Blowing Rock, Boone area. Hmm. And so that's where we went to church camp. We spent tons of time at, at church camp, retreats, winter retreat, fall retreat, and we would always go down to that area, West Virginia, North Carolina, and um, so uh, grew up doing that my uh, couple years, uh, summers, I think it was my junior year and senior year in high school, I did a thing called Summer Ministries, where we spent the entire summer in a team traveling from camp to camp uh churches doing day camps vbs's stuff like that so that was about eight to nine weeks for two summers i uh, did that so ministry was always on the radar for me 
And, uh, but, uh, it didn't exactly work out like I thought it was going to. So, uh, uh, through, uh, all kinds of circumstances, uh, and all sorts of different things in my life. Um, uh, it took me before I was actually in ministry. It took a long time. Uh, my, my first ministry was here at King Christian church in 2005. So you're talking graduating high school, intending on going, um, uh, and, uh, going to the plan was to go to IUS, get a degree in psychology and counseling, and then go to Southern Baptist seminary for a degree, but that, that didn't, that didn't work out. Hmm. And so it was a long twisted road, but, uh, my brother moved up, uh, to the Madison area for a job at Grody. Yeah. And then he invited me to, um, uh, old fashioned Sunday here at King Christian church in 2002. And I've been coming here every, uh, Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday night since. Wow. So yeah, it's, there's a little bit of a dark time in there. There was a little <laughs> bit of a prodigal time and it was actually not too long before I was, uh, actually came here to Kent. So this was, uh, a really, um, life-changing event. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. So, so, so you didn't grow up too far down the road from, from where you're at. You know, I, I don't know what, what that is like an hour, maybe. Yeah. It's uh, about an hour from where I, where I grew up. Uh, still got family and stuff down in that area. Or? I do. Uh, my mom and my brother actually moved back, back to Floyd's knobs. Uh, he works for a company out of uh, uh, Louisville now, Kentucky trailer. And so he moved back into our childhood home. And so he lives there and my mom lives actually next door. And, uh, so they're still there in the noms in our same neighborhood. So anytime we go there, it's like going back to the good old days. Yeah, man. The Highlanders. Yes. I did my homework. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Floyd central Highlanders. Um, you know, uh, so guy in a kill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. I hear you, man. I, so my wife, my wife, um, went to Madison, graduated from Madison, same conference. I think that's how I knew that. Right. Cause I think Floyd central and Madison are in the same, uh, sports. Yeah. Conference yeah. Time. It was Hoosier Hills conference for a long time. So, yeah. yeah so, but, uh, if you weren't doing ministry, if, if, if like this wasn't the thing, what, what would you be doing right now? Well, uh, I, my dad was a chemist and, um, he was, uh, big time, you know, into science. So I took a lot of science in high school and college. Uh, and so I was very much interested in that. thought I might fall in his footsteps if I didn't do the ministry thing. But uh, one of my passions is like culinary stuff. I'd probably, yeah. probably maybe try a restaurant, open a restaurant. That's pretty cool. What, what kind of restaurant? So what, during what that interim period out of high school, uh, I worked in restaurants for 13 years. And so that was kind of the part of the whole journey, uh, before I ended up here at, at Kent. Yeah. What, if you were opening a restaurant, what, what kind of, what would you, what would it be? What, what kind of food? Oh man, I don't know. We've thought about that before. I had no clue. Probably something like red on Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they do all kinds of eclectic stuff. They have, they have a core menu, but then they do all sorts of um, they have a week where they do uh, 
like an homage to a certain culture or cuisine. Okay. Okay. So they'll do Italian or Greek or Indian or um, they do all sorts of stuff. So I, I, it's kind of a neat concept. Okay. All right. Yep. Interesting. Well, um, we, we've been doing this series uh, on the Beatitudes, um, me and Jason, we've been going through this yep. the last, I don't know, uh, a few months. And uh, today we come to Matthew chapter five, verse six. And I love that you talked about uh, culinary because uh, our verse today says, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Um, I guess you kind of yes. already answered the question I was going to ask is, is, is when like, have you ever had a time in your life where you were just so hungry, you craved something, craved a food, craved, and maybe, maybe it was a smell that you were outside or you, you walk past a restaurant and you smell it. If you're hungry, I, I know you talked a lot about red on Maine. What's your, what's your go-to? I mean, if you, if, it, if you're hungry and you just, there's, there's one, one type of food that Brian Schultz um. wants to eat. And he says, Hey, like, like for people in Cincinnati, they're going, I know they're going to skyline, right? It's like, yeah. there's, I'm, I'm hungry. Give me, give me a three way. I'm good to go. What, what, what is your, what, what's your, uh, when you're hungry, Brian, what, what's your, what's your go-to man? Oh man. That's a tough question. Uh, What's my go-to? I'll tell you what it is for me right now. Kind of in the phase. It's Nashville hot chicken. There you go. I'm all right with that. Jason, like, you like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like anything that doesn't eat me first, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I find it interesting that we've, we've been talking about food, talking about these different things, and and we read this verse, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What, what is, what does that mean? What, what, what do you think of when you, when you read that verse, Brian, what's, what's something that just kind of, uh, I mean, I know it's a lot of it's self-explanatory, but when you read that verse, yeah. what, what is it that kind of stands out for you? I guess I, I can maybe use my life as an illustration is when, uh, always being, uh, you know, brought up in the church and thought I knew the Bible and was pretty, pretty familiar with a lot of stuff, but when I started attending uh, Kent here and getting, uh, really got involved in really deep study and, and learning and uh, just attending uh, church here, I was able to take classes through the thing we had, the Kent Institute for Biblical Studies, and then through Summit Theological Seminary, and, and then eventually at Louisville Bible College. It was that uh, once I really started uh, being taught um, and uh, by some wonderful uh, preachers and professors and teachers and stuff, man, that was just, I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, it uh, literally changed my life. Uh, and uh, to this day, it just kind of ignited that, that hunger and thirst for God's word and wanting to know more about him. And the more that I, that I'm able to understand about what his word teaches uh, it teaches me about him and his character and his, but also what he requires of me. So I uh, kind of have this phrase and, you know, if, if you want to please God, you want to do right, but you can't do right unless you know, right. So, um, and I think, um, you know, you just, uh, 
you have that passion for for wanting to to know God's word and so that was really ignited me ignited in me back in uh you know 2002 2003 and 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 God is just bless me in incredible ways ever since uh, if you'd asked me then would i be sitting here now uh with all the opportunities that he's put before me i would have told you you were crazy mm. but i believe it was because I, I really had that hunger and thirst for 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 righteousness not my my righteousness but just knowing god it's um uh, i don't know if you guys have um the book by uh um is it jerry paul on on sermon on the mount do you have jerry paul's book on sermon on the mount and he he says in it uh yes <laughs> jason does yeah just to maintain a deep desire for god and he has in here i highlighted this the psalmist portrays the craving when he cries out as a deer pants for flowing streams so my soul paints for you oh god my soul thirsts for god for the living god and and then it says there is nothing on earth that i desire besides you and so um that i don't know that kind of sums it up for me it really does the the thought that that really that really hits me is when you look around this world and i believe that people um have that that those inner desires and cravings um you know uh is it ecclesiastes that says that they have eternity set in their hearts yeah meaning that um that people search for meaning and purpose and hope and all these things the problem is is they they start looking in all the wrong places and they end up empty um lost hopeless um frustrated uh and then they just try the next thing and it just repeats the process all over again but if you start with the fundamental understanding like out of proverbs 1 7 the you know the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge i i think that's that works hand in hand here because you can't really understand this world unless you start with god mm. and once you start with god with the fundamental understanding that god exists then you can understand your purpose why you're here how do we get here what's all this mean what happens when we die all those major questions of life that we all want the answers to um you can't get the right answers if you don't start with god i think um that's good i think i think the i think when i was reading this verse the one there's one word that really sticks out to me that i have that maybe is the is the question mark for me and i don't even know if that's the the right way of saying it but that word righteousness yeah Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, what is what is righteousness? What does righteousness look like? Is it just doing the right things that the Bible says, or what, what is what is righteousness? And Jason, you can probably jump in on this too if you want. Well, yeah. I, I I think that there's obviously the question when, when it relates to righteousness has to be: Are we talking actual or imputed? Uh, like our my actual righteousness, like when I look at my own life, you know, I, I think both are true. So I, I should be seeking as a as a citizen of the kingdom. I should desire actual right standing with God that comes 
because of the of my my uh, character. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, we have to have that spiritual bankruptcy that he had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and and the beatitudes. You know, um, you know, blessed are those who mourn. So my righteousness needs to be it needs to be trusting in His righteousness. That the righteousness that's credited to me. And I think that's what makes like Romans one mm. so awesome, you know, that for in it, a righteousness of God is revealed, like how we can actually gain right standing with God. And so like when I think about righteousness, I'm thinking both time levels of that. I'm thinking, how am I doing in my performance? And then yet I'm not trusting in it to save me. Uh, I'm trusting in his righteousness to mm-hmm. to save me. And I, I want more and more of that because there's not going to be anyone in heaven who's not as righteous as God is. Right. I, you know, I, I thought when I thought of this, I thought of a, a story of a guy who, you know, I went to a mountain mission school one year and I remember the basketball coach. I mean, these guys, man, are, are huge. You, you've seen some of these guys from mountain mission school. They bring in from all over the world. And it's like, come on, man. Like I'm out here playing basketball with these juniors in high school and they look like grown men. Like these guys are massive. Right. And, and they're out there playing and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, man, and, and the coach says, Hey, this guy over here, that's playing when he came here to MMS, he didn't even have shoes. Like, like he, he didn't have, he, he had nothing into his name, you know? And, and, and I'm thinking about that and he goes, but you know, what's crazy is this guy wants to go. He wants to go. And, uh, when he gets out of school, he wants to go to college and he wants to, um, put an organization together where they can help send shoes to kids back home where he's from to, to, you know, to, to give them a hope that, that he never had those kinds of things. And when I think of, um, this isn't the only thing I think of when I think of righteousness, but I think of sometimes, sometimes we are the answer to someone else's prayers. Right. Sometimes, you know, um, some someone is praying right now and God wants to use us right as an answer to their prayers. And and so I think maybe the word and some of the translations that we see here is the word justice who hunger and thirst for justice. I don't know if that if that uh, is accurately translated righteousness and justice at the same time. But could righteousness be. In some way, could righteousness be, you know, the things that I see, all the all the wrong that I see in this world? Could could you tie your righteousness to hungering and thirsting for righteousness means maybe that means serving people who are less fortunate? Could it mean righteousness doing what is right, maybe um, or hungering and thirsting for righteousness, uh, modeling after Jesus, the things that Jesus are wanting to model after Jesus and, and living like him. Could, could it look like something like that? I think, uh, I think that's an interesting point. I think that, um, and what Jason was saying is that the, uh, the concept of positional holiness and progressive holiness was kind of ringing in my ears. Mm. Is that, um, same in the same kind of concept with the righteousness is that when we are immersed into Jesus Christ, we are made holy. We we are declared holy. We we are positionally holy. Uh, and a lot of the same concepts and overlap with righteousness in that sense. And therefore, because we have been declared holy, then we pursue holiness mm. uh, as a result of that. 
Um, and so we engage in that lifelong process of sanctification where we pursue uh, Christ-likeness and adding the things of God. And so the, the inevitable result of someone who is pursuing Christ-likeness, they are going to involve themselves in serving other people. They are going to um, love other people. They are going to um, be tore up over the the injustices that happen. And so they're going to do stuff. So I'd say that that could be the result of uh, someone who is pursuing those things. So um, if you are, um, if you're pursuing righteousness and you're pursuing God, then, um, then you will do those things and it should mm-hmm. result in some of those things you're talking about, Micah. Yeah. yeah I, I think the, the word that there is a, a connection between the word righteousness and justify justification and sure. justice. So all those have similar root. I, I would be hesitant to minimize righteousness to acts of social justice. Okay. Yes. And 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 I think that's kind of become faddish to to reduce yep. that. Like all this means is racial reconciliation. Yeah. Caring yeah. for the poor, which I, I believe in. I believe we should act justly. Hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 so what does the Lord require of you? That is part of yep. to act justly with fellow man. And so there is times where that word righteousness or or just speaks about how we're treating the oppressed. And the Bible absolutely teaches that believers should care for the oppressed, uh, that we should seek justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and I absolutely think we should be the loudest advocates for, uh, you know, reconciliation or or whatever else, you know, we should be adamant against racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and injustice adamant uh you, you can't be a christian and be and not care for the poor yeah you can't it's not possible yeah uh, but but i but i think like when he's talking about hungering and thirsting for that i think he's talking about at least here other places teach what you're saying uh I, but at least here i think the idea has to be that the thing that we're seeking with every fabric of our every fiber of our being we're seeking to be in right standing with God, whether actual or credited. We're seeking that with yeah. everything that we are. And, and it's the uh, same thing he'd say just a little bit later. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's right. Yeah. Good point. So uh, could you tie because this is kind of uh, kind of goes hand in hand with with verse four just a little bit. Right. Verse four of chapter five, blessed are those who mourn. And we talked about that as, as like a repentance. We, you know, we, we, we talked about how there are things in this world that should make us, uh, Jason, if you remember that episode, we, we talked about how there's things in this world that should bother us. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yet we could, it, it kind of ties a little bit with what we're talking about today that we're, that we're hungering for the right thing and we're broken over the wrong thing. Would you say, could you say it like that? Yeah. 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 So, so, so he says, he says, it's not just somebody that wants it, but, but those who hunger and thirst, right. This deep desire for what is right. This deep, 
uh, hunger, this deep thirst. And then he says on the second part of it, he says that, that you'll be satisfied. Right. Um, so, so for me, it's kind of like, you know, you, I, I don't, I don't know how you want to, if we're talking about hunger and thirst, you know, after you've eaten a nice meal, uh, and depending on what you're eating, I don't know if you're eating fish and chips or red on main or what you're doing, but you know, eating after that is there's, there's a feeling you, you, you probably left filled, you left, um, satisfied you left all these different things i did especially because Derek baker bought my food is that what it was because you didn't have to pay for it that's right (laughs) it's even better yeah no you're you're you know jesus talked a lot about that you know whether it was the woman at the well and satisfying a longing or whether it was just a little later in john six with the bread of life you know you kept gathering manna your forefathers kept gathering manna but i'm gonna give you the bread that really satisfies mm-hmm. you know and 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 so i th- I think that's you know what what do we find in jesus that really satisfies us yeah that, that we're, we're not finding from the world well wouldn't you wouldn't you say wouldn't you agree that <laughs> everybody is hungering and thirsting over something yeah. In this life, I mean, they're hungry and thirsting for, and and they're all looking for the same result, right? Satisfaction, being filled, being fulfilled, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for it. The problem is, is that they're looking for it in all the wrong places, right? And so, I think Jesus is saying here, like, hey, you want to really be filled? You want to really be satisfied? You want to really leave somewhere and not feel like you need something more? Then hunger and thirst for righteousness for the right, the, the, because because and essentially Jesus is is that righteousness, and and hungering and thirsting after Him might look like you know as He said in Luke nine right if anyone wants to follow after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save his life will lose it right but whoever loses his life because of me will save it so so. For me, I, I and and maybe you guys can can jump in on this, but I I think there's people who are hungry and thirsty, you know, all over the place. I mean, people are hungering and thirsting for things all the time. The problem is, is that they're looking for it in all the wrong places. I think that's absolutely true. Um, I've used the example before: is if you handed somebody a treasure map and it has on there the directions, you know, ten steps north, eight steps east, you know, four steps south and then dig yeah uh those those uh are good directions but if you don't have the correct starting point you're just going to be digging an empty hole and i really firmly believe that um our western culture um offers people every other starting point other than god and when they um you start with those ideas and concepts Uh, I'm pretty passionate about the concept of a worldview Mm. and that being that of a biblical worldview is that I believe every aspect of our life is to be informed by the word of God. Mm. Uh, 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 A quote came out in a class that I took last semester as I was finishing my master's degree with Dr. Terry Peer. And I think this was attributed to Jack Cottrell. And he said this, every Everything in the uh, uh, everything in the Bible is essential for something. 
And so sometimes we ask the question, well, what, what's essential in the Bible? And when we understand that everything in the Bible is essential for something, that leads us to the idea that we're to have a complete, total, and comprehensive biblical worldview. So every aspect of our life is informed by the Word of God. There's no, no corner of our life where we uh, compartmentalize and shove God out, shove Jesus out. And so, but that's what happens in the world is people have all these different starting points uh, where God and Jesus are not in the picture. And so they just end up, they end up following all these directions and, and, and going this way or that way. And then they dig looking for meaning, hope, purpose, uh, satisfaction, fulfillment, and they just end up digging an empty hole. So what do they do? They start all over again. Yeah. Uh, and then they, and so you end up people that are frustrated and empty and hopeless and, and, um, and, uh, Satan has done a really good job of offering alternative starting points for people. And I believe it's our job as, uh, uh, the church, our job as Christians to offer people, uh, the truth. Yeah. Uh, because fundamentally, every single other one of those starting points that leads to an empty hole is a lie. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, so I think even some of the, and, and the world has done a really good way of masking it, right? They, they've done a really good way of saying, this is what, this is what will lead you to that fulfillment. This is what will lead mm -hmm. you to the satisfaction that you need. This is, this will help you. And, and I don't know if it's just because we have blinders on or whatever, but I think a lot of times you would think like after the first time of, of it not working, whatever it is that yeah. we would say, yeah, this isn't, this isn't working yet. So often people turn to money they turn to alcohol they turn to drugs they turn to sex they turn to whatever it is power yep and it never ever fulfills them it's it's like mm -hmm. drinking pepsi on a really hot day you know it tastes really good uh, but it never pepsi? quenches your thirst you right. know like you're not a pepsi guy coke is that what you are yeah okay i'm, I'm in the south man yeah but pepsi's from the south coke so is Pepsi. Pepsi's from Newburgh. I don't care. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> is that what everybody calls it? It's always funny. Who was it? Uh, I was talking to one time. We were talking about, we were talking about, uh, Coke. you people just call everything Coke, right? Like, everything's Coke. Yeah. Sprite you're drinking, Coke. A, you're drinking Coke. a Fanta. It's like Coke. Yeah. Coke. It's like, Coke. no, it's, that's an orange. That's right. That's pop. how it is. Yeah. Pop or soda. Yeah. Yeah. We say pop here. Yeah. yeah I don't know what that means. Just but, give me a Diet Mountain Dew and I'm good. <laughs> you mean a Diet Coke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you were talking about about what like the the society is is saying, and, and I'm thinking the the images of, of like what they're selling, what commercials yeah. are selling, and mm -hmm. I find myself in moments watching these commercials and thinking, if I had a little bit more, if I had that, yep. Sure, and it's so effective because, and, and I believe all the stuff we said. But I catch myself, like in real time, watching. If I had that, my life would be more satisfied. If sure. I had a little bit more money, a little bit nicer car, uh, you know. And and they're selling, you know, they're selling so much more than that. They're selling whether it's sex or they're selling uh, 
fame and yes. prestige. And and what they don't tell you is the emptiness and the brokenness that comes on the heels of all that. Yeah. Which we see at times we see in ministry, we see somebody that's tried it and failed. And uh and we yeah. that's a blessing for us that we get to see that maybe more than a lot of people. Yeah, there's certainly that temporary pleasure that starts with those things that, that people fall into, including, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, there's times when, you know, I've I've had, you know, I've fallen into traps like things like, you know, man, if I had that, I'd be, you know, better off or, you know, may, maybe maybe I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong field or something because, man, I. You know, and 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 I and I think we all get caught up in those things, even though we know and we preach it a thousand times. I don't know how many times I've told people, listen, you know, you don't get to take any money with you when you die, and your house size and your car that you drive. Uh, I love how Dave Ramsey always says. He always says, nobody cares about the car you drive as much as you. You know, and yet so often we look at other people and we're like, holy cow, like, man, if I if only I had a vehicle like that. You know, here I am as a preacher driving a paid off car that's older than my kids. You know, and, and, and I think we fall into those traps, even when we know the answer, like we know that that doesn't bring fulfillment. Right. But it's like getting the new car, you get this new car and it's awesome when you first get it. Cause you show it off to everybody, check out my new ride. It's awesome. I love it. But then you get the payment at the end of the month. Mm. Right. And those payments just keep coming. They never stop. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's, I think that's a lot of times some of the wrong that people are, 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 you know, chasing in this world up front, it's a really good thing. And I think that's kind of what Jason was saying is, you know, on the heels of everything comes that payment and they realize that, Hey, this may have not been yeah, wanted at the beginning. You know, this, this isn't what we signed up for. And then they dig that hole deeper only to find out, as you said, Brian, that that hole wasn't what, what they were looking for in the first place. It's, yeah, it's, I was reading, uh, I was reading Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter two. And and it talks about my has there ever been anything like this? My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they've hewn for themselves broken cisterns, which can mm. hold no water. And mm. and that's what that's what we do when we when we make that poor exchange of exchanging the God who can satisfy for the things of the world. The things of the world aren't a problem. It's when we trust in them to be ultimate. That's right. Or trust in them to to give only what God can give. Yeah. You know, man, if you can if you can get more, earn more, you know, more power to you, but it can't be an ultimate thing. Yeah. Uh, no. And it's gonna disappoint. Absolutely. And, you know, commercials are, you know, I mentioned commercials. There's a reason they spend millions of dollars in Super yes. Bowl slot. It's not they're not making a bad, I guarantee you, Coca-Cola. Whoever, or whoever gets these commercials, they're not making a, an uninformed business money decision. They know there's more return for their buck. Yeah. Or right? else they, they wouldn't know do that it. You and I yeah. are, 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 are compelled by their marketing. Yeah. yeah. So this is probably, a, so, so I would say it this way, it's a, it's a disciplined thing, right? You have to discipline yourself to, to search, um, for that righteousness to hunger and thirst for that righteousness. Because if you don't, mm -hmm. if you don't, you will fall into the trap that's all around us. That's leading us in places that are dead ends. Right. 
leading us down, leading us down the uh, the cul-de-sac, so to speak. The yeah. thought I just had here is uh, when you're satisfied, another th- synonymous term would be content. And contentment is not present in our world today. We are we are trained in every way to not be content. And the Bible, New Testament, really instructs us time and again to be content. And um, and we can be content when, when we're hungering and thirsting for righteousness and the things of God, then we can really truly be content. Um, and then we don't, then we're probably not as likely to get caught up in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And you know what? That's, and that's, and I think that's probably the, you know, I would say of, of all those areas that sometimes that's one that I struggle in is, is being content, being in what, what I have, being content with the blessings that God's given me. And sometimes that means, you know, zooming out at perspective wise, you know, realizing that there's people around the world that would kill to have what I have, you know, would love to have just part of what I have. And yet, uh, I think that's something that's really, really big in our world today is just being finding that contentment, um, and and just being um, satisfied with with what we have, realizing that none of it's going to matter one day, anyways, right? And and yeah, you don't get to take so it true. take it with you anyway. So you know, it's 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 not hard to realize that there's something wrong in our world, right? It's not it's not hard. I mean, you look around and you see all this stuff that's going on in our world and how it's just, there's just something that's not working. Life is hard. Um, but I love that Jason quoted that earlier, um, you know, later on in Matthew where he does say, you know, seek first God's kingdom. Right. Right. And the righteousness, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And, and so the, the first thing man is, is just seeking God and his kingdom seeking seeking righteousness hungering and thirsting for the right thing and when you are you will be yeah. filled yeah good stuff i mean is there anything else you guys could add to that or maybe maybe say or would like to brian's say brian's the scholar let him <laughs> well this the i thought you know i know you guys talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts, but you know, what does it profit a man to, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I mean, I, I, that frustrates me. That's one of the things that frustrates me as a preacher is seeing, seeing, um, people, um, exchanging the things of this world and getting caught up, uh, you know, so much of it is, is, is our time. Mm. You know, we talk about our offerings, um, that we give and our financial and gifts and talents and abilities that we give. But in our culture, in this day and age, um, I think God is really calling us to, to give of our time and man, people just, they don't want to give it and they, but they'll give it to, uh, so, you know, one of the things we struggle with a lot of times are sports. You see families that just get swept up in it. 
and the world doesn't respect Wednesdays. Right. They don't respect right. Sundays. Yeah. And so, and then they choose, they choose those things because they think that's going to bring fulfillment mm. to their kids' lives, you know, and ultimately uh, it may bring a good job or opportunities or this, that, or the other, but, you know, the, I've seen this quote out there and I think it's true. You know, there's a 0.03% chance your child will become a, a professional athlete, but there's a hundred percent chance that you're going to stand before Jesus. Yeah. You know, I think we've all seen that. And, yeah. you know, so it's just, uh, sometimes I see families, they pursue these things. Um, and a lot of times it is wrapped up in sports or academics. I've seen that too, just on the academic side of things, if they pursue that and, um, it ends up in some pretty rough circumstances. It's frustrating as a preacher because you try to communicate to people, you know, might there be a better way or uh, might we make decisions or hold our ground? Uh, you know, I can't, I can't do, I can't do a Wednesday. I can't do a Sunday because, you know, I want to be with my church, my church family and giving of my time to God. Yeah. I think we've all probably experienced that in our ministries. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, um, and, and so that, I think that's, I mean, that's, the, that's the thing is, is through all of this is um, where are you searching? Where are you looking for whatever it is that you're hungering and thirsting? And at the end of the day, um, just to be as simple as, as possible and maybe, maybe even as blunt as possible, Whatever that you're hungering and thirsting for, if it's not of Jesus, if it's not righteousness, if it's not justice, whatever you want to say, then it's not going to fill you. Yep. And uh, stick to uh, stick to what what is right. Hunger and thirst for that. And Jesus told us out of His own mouth that you will be filled. Good stuff. Brian, yes. you are the man. Thank you so much for yes. uh for for jumping on to give us of your time. I know you're a busy man, man. You got stuff going on. Uh but you know what? Man, uh, what an what an honor it is to be here with you guys. I really appreciate you guys doing this and I've I've uh, been listening to a bunch of episodes, getting caught up and yeah. And uh I really appreciate what you guys are doing and I'm just super excited to be able to come on and and spend time with you guys. I I really um, really appreciate you all and and the relationships that I've been blessed to to be, to be able to build over the last few years. It's just been incredible. Yeah, man. Hey, let me add. Uh, if you hadn't heard Brian teach, Brian's one of the best teachers I've I've heard, and they have a uh, an event that is hosted at camp. There you go. There you go. Uh, their preaching rally that they have. And I've been to several camp camp meetings and and other th events. Their event uh, is one of the best that I've been to. They when I tell you their congregation, maybe other congregations around, I mean they go all out. It was just a fantastic spirit, uh, fantastic preaching. If if you have to, if you're listening and you have only a few things you can put on your calendar, uh, 
You need to put that on your calendar. It's such oh, a good wow. Man, hey, thank you so much. Hey, Brian, tell us, tell us the dates. Uh, tell us okay. the dates next year. Yeah, the Southern Indiana Family Rally. Uh, <laughs> I should know this off the top of my head. Uh, it's June, it's, uh, right? it's always around July the 4th. So here's what here's the dates. Um, I guess I, it helps if I get to 2023 here. Um, we will be starting on Wednesday night, June 28th. And then uh, we go 29th on Thursday, all day, all day Friday on the 30th. And we wrap up uh, Saturday around lunchtime. So it's the 28th through the 1st, awesome. uh, June 28th through uh, July 1st. And yeah, we've been super blessed. Uh, this will be our fourth year coming up. And uh, the caliber of speakers that have agreed to come here and share their time and their talents has just been incredible. Uh, and musicians, I mean, it's we've been so blessed and we're, we're really, really excited about this year. And we're actually meeting myself, uh, Jake Brown and uh, eric clemens we're meeting uh here in a couple weeks to really start hammering down on the details and get all of our invites set out and so we're we're really looking forward to what god's going to do he's blessed us so much but uh yeah thank you so much for uh jason you coming and participating in the preaching and and uh we're uh you know and for the kind words that you've said and yeah i really really appreciate that awesome yeah, man. Guys, go check out uh, kentchristian.org. You can follow along all the stuff's going on at Kent Christian Church. Uh, Brian, great stuff, man. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate your ministry. Praying for you and uh, your family and, and your church. And uh, God will just keep using you in a big way, man. Thank you. All Thank right. you guys so much. Brian, thanks. Jason, good to see you again, bro. Hey. Uh, go Orioles. Is that what you're saying? That's it. Yeah. What are, are they a game out? Is that what it is? They're, they're, they're two out, I think. Right. Brian keeps holding up this mug, and if everybody could see it right now, it would make you want to vomit. I mean, I'm, I'm, getting, beautiful. I'm getting sick right now to my stomach. <laughs> but but I don't know. Anyways, hey. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> Steelers, baby. Hey, you guys are awesome. Uh, appreciate you both and your ministries. Have a blessed one, guys, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.